0: I believe when all is said and done, this podcast is going to turn around a lot of people's lives. And the reason is I want to talk to you about what the Bible calls meditation. Meditation is what I have labeled for years saturation, scripture saturation. I say that because I have experienced it in my own life. I have seen God change my thoughts, which change my attitude, was changed my actions and now has developed a part of who I am. This is the way God always does it by the renewing of our minds. God doesn't just take something away from us, God doesn't just empty a house and sweep it and make it clean. God fills us with His Spirit. And when you read Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, Be filled with the Spirit of God, not with some alien substance that will control your life, but allow the Spirit of God to control your life. When you read the parallel passages in the book of Colossians, then you will see that the same results of being filled with the Spirit is likened to being filled with the words of Christ, that is, the Word of God. You see, the more we are saturated with Scripture, the more we will be saturated with the Spirit of God. Because we cannot be saturated with God's Spirit on a continual basis unless we are filled with God's Word. Because that is what the Spirit of God uses to bring about grace and obedience in our lives. And so I want to talk with you about developing a habit of getting into the Word of God every day, if possible, around the same time, if possible, at the same place, all to reinforce the habit. There's nothing sacred about it. It is just setting aside a time, an appointment with God, just like you would with the most important person on earth, only this is one million times more important. And just as you would not break that unless there is some providential hindrance, unless there is some sickness, something that is beyond your control that you simply must attend to, then you keep that appointment. And if you miss an appointment, it's not going to be the end of the world. It is not failure. It is just a stumble in the road and you will go right along and it will not affect what I'm about to talk to you about. The psalmist David said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That is the world's input upon our lives, upon our minds, nor stands in the path of sinners. That is in the way that that counsel always leads us nor sits in the seat of the scornful, that is, we don't participate in those things that will warp our minds and will pull us away, will distract us and detract us from the path that God has for us, but rather, sharp contrast, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, that is, all that God has written, not just the Ten Commandments, not just the 613 commandments of Torah, but the law of God, the word of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He allows it to become a part of who he is. He creates a groove and a path, a road to walk on on a regular basis. You can go out into the grassiest field on earth. And if you walk there every day, it's not long until the grass will die under your feet. That which has impeded you and slowed you down, you will create a corridor that you can walk through in safety. Doesn't matter how tall the grass is, you will continually wear it down by treading over it, over it, over it, over it. That's the concept of meditation. It is muttering it day and night. It is groaning and moaning with it day and night. It is allowing it to become a part of who you are. It is chewing on that cud over and over again, swallowing it and then chewing on it some more. That's what happens that produces the great milk that is nourishment for everyone. And so this is exactly what the psalmist is talking about. It was Insight for Living and Chuck Swindoll years ago that I first heard say these words, and they stuck with me then. Now, this was in the late 70s. And Karen and I used to listen to Insight for Living. That was when Chuck Swindoll was at Fullerton, California, in the Free Evangelical Church. And Insight for Living was in its early stages then. And he said these words, sow a thought, reap an attitude. Sow an attitude, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. That is who you are when no one else is looking. And if you sow your character, you are who you really say that you are and who you are when no one's looking, that really says a lot about your destiny. And I'm not sure Swindoll was the first one to come up with that, but I want to tell you, many have quoted it before and since that time. And as we study together over the coming months, I pray that God will begin to develop habits in your life that will change you forever. And I want to talk to you about forming habits, and then I want to talk to you in the coming podcast about how we're going to develop a habit of meeting God on a regular basis. Now, this is not new. It's old as the Bible itself. You see, the word moed means an appointment. The Moedim, the great feast and festivals and fast days of the Jewish people, the Levitical feast, as we call them. These were appointed days. Shabbat was the first of those days, according to Leviticus 23. You see, it really did make God's top ten. It's number four. God said, I made everything there is in six days, and on the seventh day I rested, and I have set it apart as holy." When the nation of Israel was formed in the desert of Sinai, on Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, God said, this will set the people apart. I want you to ask them, tell them, command them to set aside this day, the seventh day, make it holy. And the reason is, I want you to remember what I did in six days. And on the seventh day, I blessed everything and rested. And I want you to remember creation. And I want you to do that every week. It is an appointment. It is a moed. I want you and I want the entire nation, Moses, to remember the days of creation and that I am the creator and the sustainer of all of life. This was God's appointed time. God had many more. You can read about those in Leviticus 23 or listen to the podcast on the great festival and feast days and the fast days of ancient Israel and modern Israel. But I want to talk with you about an appointment with God every day. The rituals and routines that lead to righteousness, including meeting God every day in his word. And this is what the apostles did. This is what Jesus did. He had appointment times with the Father. And he would ask the Father, what am I to do? Well, if the Lord Jesus had to do that, and he said he did, and he said he did nothing unless he saw the Father, unless he got word from the Father, then you and I need to design our lives the same way. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to join me in forming Godly routines and rituals and habits in our lives that will lead us to a life of obedience, a life of service to God that is anointed by God, that's filled with God's spirit. And God will meet us anytime that we set aside time for him. You see, he's waiting for us to do that. And so I'm going to give us a format to do that. This is what Ezra did with the people after the exile. He saw that the people needed to know the word of God and the law of God, but they had no ritual means of doing that. And so Ezra set out, to design a format where all of the people of God, all of the Jews would be reading the same portion out of the Torah every day. And that's exactly what they did. Every week they would read a portion of the Torah and it became known as the Torah portion. That's right. That's the way you say it in English anyway. And from the time of Ezra, over 450 years before the time of Jesus, the Jews have been doing that. As a matter of fact, that's what Jesus was doing when he went into the synagogue in Nazareth in the Gospel of Luke chapter 4. And the Bible says he went in the synagogue as was his custom. That is, it was his habit because he did it all of his life. He went in and he was handed the portion. He was handed the scroll Isaiah, and it was open to what we would call the book of Isaiah, and it was the portion that talked about the day of Jubilee. That's interesting that it quoted Isaiah 61, where it goes back to Leviticus 25 and the day of Jubilee. You see, there was a time when the Jews were outlawed from reading the Torah, and so they went to the prophets, the Nevi'im, and they found the Torah quoted in various aspects of the prophets' messages, and sometimes in the writings, and they could legally not read Torah, but read the prophets and the writings, the Nebiim and the Ketuvim, that dealt with a particular Torah portion, and they would read those prophets, and they would read the explanation around it. And that became known as the Haftorah. That is, this was the portion that was to be read along with, as a companion to the Torah portion. And they did this on a regular basis every week, and they are still doing that today. If you got one of our calendars that we sent out from True Life Concepts, if you're a listener to this podcast and you did not get that, all you need to do is give us your address. You can do that at questions at tonycrisp.org. Org. That's questions at Tony dot org. If you will give us your name and a mailing address, we will get to you a calendar that has beautiful pictures of Israel, but it also has the Torah portions. Lined out every week. And then in the back, it has them in chart form so that you can read right along with the Jewish people all over the world. And it's just uh, reading through the Torah every year. And it is absolutely a wonderful practice. Now, the Jews have been doing this for centuries. And we as believers, we need to be in the Word of God every week. But I want to give you a way to do it every day. And if we do that, God will help us to form a habit. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to deal with how we form a habit and how long it takes. So you're going to want to tune in. I'm going to be quoting studies and research projects. Many of you have always thought it takes 21 days. Well, that's the minimum amount that it is to begin to form a habit. That's not when it's formed. No, I'll give you the research on it. That is not biblical research. It's secular research where people have been tested they have been a part of a survey. They have been a part of a program and a research project. And it has been scientifically over and over again proven just how long it takes to form a habit, and we can give you the least amount, and I'll give you the maximum amount that it took even the slowest person to form a habit, but then I'll give you what is the normal 96% of the time in 96% of the people that you will come in contact with. I'll give you the exact days it takes to where there will be some something in your life that will be involuntary. That is, it is a part of your makeup. Wouldn't it be wonderful to form such a habit of getting in the Word of God that it would be just like not breathing if you were not doing this, and it it would be something that would cause a great missing in your life and a sense of absence in your life if it was not there. Would you like to desire the Word of God so much that it is a part of who you are? Well, you tune in tomorrow to this podcast, and I'm going to begin to give you the research for that. And then we are going to discuss a format that we're going to follow in. 2022 that I believe will change our lives. I hope you'll commit to join me. Many have already texted me and written me and called me and said, I'm going to be a part of this. I already have one church that is on board. I would love for your church to be a part of this. And all you have to do is call me and text me and we'll get the material to you pastor so that you can get your people involved in reading just one chapter a day throughout all of 2022 and i promise you it will change your life it will change your church's life and god knows we need change renewal repentance we need revival in our hearts and this is the way to do it and we'll do it as we walk on the way together this is tony crisp thanks for listening to on the way with tony crisp